how it lights my path, how it guides my way. John chapter 10, and it's headed in my Bible, The Shepherd and His Flock. I tell you the truth, the man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in some other way, is a thief and a robber. The man who enters by the gate is the shepherd of his sheep. The watchman opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but they did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore Jesus said again, I tell you the truth, I am the gate for the sheep. All who ever came before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters through me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd who is not the owner of the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and is not concerned about the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and I know my own, and my own know me. Even as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep which are not of this fold. I must bring them also and they will hear my voice and they will become one flock with one shepherd. For this reason the Father loves me because I lay down my life so that I may take it again. No one has taken it away from me but I lay it down on my own initiative. I have authority to lay it down And I have authority to take it up again. This commandment I received from my Father. Debbie? Father, we thank you for this beautiful parable, this amazing passage, Lord. Uh, We ask you uh, to help us receive the full life that comes out of it this morning. As Debbie shares from our heart and what you've laid on her heart, Lord. We we ask you to release it and make us anew, make us afresh, make, make us excited about Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen.
Amen. Good morning, everybody. There is so much in that passage that we could take up and go with and run with this morning. But I don't want to keep you here for hours on end. So I just want to share the particular words that the Lord put on my heart for us from this passage. And it's really lovely to have a free passage every now and then just to be able to say, Lord, you know, what is it that you're saying right at the moment? And to try and grab hold of that and to share it with you. And so I've called our time together this morning, listen to the shepherd. And I know that's already been coming out in our worship time together as well, that the Lord wants to speak to us. And I felt that since the turn of the year, or perhaps towards the end of last year and into the new year in 2024, I felt that the Lord has just been laying on my heart time and time again this um, importance of listening to God's voice. And how are we going to hear it? How are we going to understand it? Actually, it is also the theme of our ICTHUS year Um, As the ministry team get together and pray about all the different conferences and events that we're putting on year by year, at the moment we're sort of asking the Lord, Lord, you know, is there a kind of theme that sums up the year? And this, this time for 2024, we're saying it's hear his voice. It's looking to listen to what God is saying to us, looking to understand and hear the voice of the shepherd. And that's partly because Um, We want to grow, don't we, as a prophetic people. We've been called to be a prophetic people. Jesus said that all of his followers are prophets, if they are those who seek to hear his voice and then share the things that he's saying to us. We want to grow in that calling as the people of God to be prophetic in all kinds of ways. But also, even more than that, perhaps, behind all of that, We want to listen to the ones we love, don't we? If we love somebody, we want to hear what's on their heart. We want to know the things that are in there. We want to give time and space for that. We don't want to just rush away and plough on in our own ideas. And I just felt the Lord was laying on my heart again this morning that we want to listen to his voice because we love him, I hope. (laughs) I trust, I pray, because we love the Lord, because his words to us are very precious for their own sake, not just because of what they might encourage us to do or where we might run with them, but because the Lord is precious, we want to hear his voice. And I know that when we talk about this subject of listening to God's voice, hearing the voice of Jesus, maybe some of us struggle more than others to feel that we hear what God is saying to us. I wonder if you're somebody who feels like, oh yes, I know that I can hear God's voice clearly. Or maybe you're somebody who thinks, I don't know if I do. I think I'm always questioning it. I'm always asking, well, is this just me? Am I just making stuff up and thinking that it's God speaking to me? Or or maybe even that you worry, is this the enemy trying to deceive me when I think I hear something from God? Maybe actually it's the voice of something that's trying to pull me astray. And maybe some of us struggle to know how to weigh the different voices perhaps that we hear. And I wonder if we just flick on to the first slide, this might give us a few clues, but I thought I would ask the congregation this morning, and you can tell me, you're allowed to speak, just for a moment, quickly. Um, How does Jesus communicate to you? 
Because we're all different, aren't we? We're different people. And there are different ways of picking up and hearing and tuning into and understanding the voice of God in our lives. And I just wonder if you want to just share, put your hand in the air and just tell me the most common way that you hear the Lord speaking to you. Go on, Hannah. In your intuition, yeah, that sort of that feeling, that gut feeling inside that lots of you are nodding to that one. Ayla? In pictures, yes. So as you're praying, some picture or image will form in your mind and you think, I understand what God is saying to me through that picture. Yes, Celestina? Through worship and praise, exactly. In the songs, you feel the Spirit moving. You feel Him drawing you in a certain direction. Maybe sometimes the words of the songs, sometimes the music, sometimes the combination. But you know the Lord is speaking something. Anything else, Jerry? The direct Word of God. So you kind of hear words formulate in your mind or your heart. Yeah, and you know what He said to you. Yeah, Roz? Yeah, through the things that we see around us and the Lord is showing us things, homing us in on things, drawing our attention to things and speaking through that. Somebody else at the back? Through how other people are talking and sharing with you, we can hear God speaking, yeah? Scripture, this is a a very important way to hear God's voice because we are told That scripture is full of the Holy Spirit. It is God-breathed. So whenever we read his word, we can expect to hear the voice of God coming through his word. Brilliant. Loads of different ways. Yeah, one more, Samuel. Yep. Yep. So those scriptures that maybe we've read at a different time, sometimes the Lord drops them into your heart, drops them into your mind, and they've become relevant for you in that moment. Oh, go on, Pat. Watching children, lovely, that's a wonderful one. Children often with their faith in the Lord, they can teach us and show us so much about what God is saying. So there's all kinds of things up there that I've, that I've shown us, you know, pictures and visions and signs and the Bible and worship and listening for what the voice is that's coming into our hearts. Sometimes that burning feeling in your heart inside, whatever. But we'll find as the people of God that we're all different And that we will recognise the voice of the Lord in our lives, you know, in different ways from time to time. But I want to emphasise for us today that all of us, as his sheep, all of us can hear what God is wanting to say to us. All of us can hear what God is wanting to say to us. And all of us can seek to grow in understanding and listening and understanding his voice. So why do we need to listen to Jesus? You might think that this is an obvious, there are obvious answers to this question, but I want to throw this out there. Why do we need to be the kinds of Christians that know we hear the voice of God? You know, there are some people who try to follow Jesus without really ever listening for his voice, kind of thinking that if they've been told a bunch of stuff already, that they can just use that as good principles to live the Christian life by. And we don't need in our day-to-day life going on to keep listening and to keep asking in that place of humility. You know, some of us, you know, we like the idea of that kind of life, don't we? That the Lord might give us a manual at the beginning of the Christian life. And once we've read that through, we just know We just know how to live and we're just going to do it and we're just going to walk in it. 
And some do try to live that way. But do you know, God is a speaking God. He wants to speak into the day to day to day to day to day of our lives and help us and steer us and lead us. So why do we need to listen? Well, number one, this famous verse in Amos chapter three, verse seven. Did you know that the Bible actually says this? Surely the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secret counsel to his servants, the prophets. That's a strong statement, isn't it? And maybe it's being exaggerated in the strong prophetic way. I'm sure it is. But nevertheless, it carries an important truth for us that God wants to act into this world through the listening ears and lives of his servants, the prophets. If we look around this world and we think that we don't see enough activity of the Holy Spirit, that we don't see enough of God's movement, we don't see enough of his will being done, that we don't see enough of his kingdom being um, effective in our world, maybe we need to stop and say, have we listened to what the Lord is wanting to do? He wants to share his plans with us and then get us involved in them. So we need to be those that listen. But also, if we want to be obedient to what God says to us, and I hope that we do, I hope that we're all those who want to be obedient to our creator who made us and who has plans that he has in his heart and mind for us to walk in. I hope we want to be obedient to those things. But if we do, then obedience and fruitfulness in our lives, it starts with good listening, doesn't it? Because there's no point in throwing all our energy and efforts into things that we think will please the Lord when actually he was asking us to do something else. Some of us, maybe we do that because we don't listen. It's important to listen if we want to be fruitful. If we want to hear that well done from him at the end. Thirdly, we need to listen because... Jesus was always telling us to. (laughs) And this little phrase, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. This is kind of like a catchphrase, if you want to call it that. Jesus says this time and time again throughout the Gospels. Many, many times he's saying, come on guys, listen. If you've got ears, listen to God with them. Listen to what I am saying because I'm bringing you words that are important. And Jesus says that to us today. He's saying, if you've got some ears, (laughs) use them to listen. I want to say things. I want to show you things. Jesus encourages us to listen. And finally, on this slide, there's loads more reasons as well, but he promises that we can hear. And we didn't read as far as verse 27 in John 10, but if you do, this is what Jesus says. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. That is a promise from our Lord Jesus to every single one of his people. My sheep hear my voice. They can hear. Don't worry. Don't agonise in your heart. Oh Lord, I'm just not that sort of person. I'm just not a prophetic kind of person. I just don't have those sorts of spiritual gifts. I just don't have that ability to really hear from you. I'm always going to find it confusing. I'm never going to be able to find the way. I'm always just going to be groping in the dark somewhere. Some of us lead our Christian lives like that. And the truth is Jesus promised to us 
My sheep hear my voice. And good listening sometimes begins with trusting that promise and saying, okay, Lord, you have said that I can hear you. So I will listen and I will hear you. And I have faith that you're going to show me what you want me to do. Loads of reasons why we should listen, but there's just a few of them. And I want us to think for a few minutes from this passage this morning about the shepherd's voice and what are the kind of things that he wants to say. So you can put the next one there. Yeah, that's it. What are the kind of things that our shepherd wants to say to us? Well, this passage shows us a few. And the first one I want to pick out in verse 3 is that Jesus calls his own sheep by name. So what are the kind of things he wants to say to us? Personal things. The Lord wants to speak to us personally. I wonder if some of us in our Christian lives, we find it way easier to hear the Lord for other people. When our friends come to us and say, oh, will you pray for me? And you can pray and you can see all the things that the Lord is wanting to do. Hopefully it's not just your own good ideas. It might be that as well. But I think lots of us, this is true. You know, we find it easy to hear, you know, encouraging words of scripture or, you know, words of direction or pictures that make sense to others. But when we're listening for ourselves, we find it harder. But the very first thing the shepherd says is, I'm going to call you by name. I'm going to talk to you by name. I'm going to speak to you personally because I know my sheep I know each and every one of you by name and I understand all the things that are going on inside of your heart and your life and we need to be people who are willing to listen for the personal words that God wants to speak to us we mustn't just rush on thinking it's okay to hear all kinds of big things for the church and great big things for the world and things for our friends and things for our neighbours and and to feel that that is enough. We need to be careful with that. We need to make time in our lives to listen to what the Lord wants to say to me. You know, Jesus warned about that with some really strong and sobering words. In Matthew 7 Matthew 27, verses 21 to 23. He says, many people are going to come to me at the end of the age and they're going to say, Lord, Lord, didn't we do all kinds of brilliant things for you with our lives? Didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we cast out some demons and see the sick healed? But the Lord says, I'm going to look at some of those people and say, yeah, but I never knew you. My relationship with you was not really there. You thought you had a manual and you went off putting it into practice, but you didn't come back to hear the words I've got for you, for you specifically, for Debbie, for Martin, for Cheryl, for whoever, for each one of us, so that that personal relationship can deepen and grow we need to make room in our lives to hear the things the Lord wants to say to us you know Jesus at his own baptism heard the voice of the father affirming his life 
Often it will be words of affirmation and love that the Lord wants to release to us. You know, none of us get too mature in the faith that we don't need to hear those things. We need to hear them (laughs) when the Lord wants to say them. But we need to make time and make sure that we're not just so busy trying to do the things that we're meant to be doing and we forget to listen to the voice of our shepherd speaking personally to us. Because if Jesus needed to hear from time to time his father say that he loved him, I think maybe you or I do from time to time, don't we? And maybe some of us, the problems and the difficulties we encounter in our lives and our Christian lives are to do with the fact that we haven't allowed his words to go into us personally. We haven't heard how much value the Lord places on us. We haven't let it go deep enough. So Jesus wants to speak personally, but he wants to speak in other ways as well. The next one says, he leads them out. He calls his sheep by name, but then he leads them out. The picture is of a sheepfold, you know, with fences around it. And there's a nice gateway, a doorway that gets talked about later on. And it's that the shepherd will show them the way out. Here we go. Off you go in this direction. This is where we're going to go, out into the pastures to get our food today. He leads the sheep out. He will give us direction for our lives if we will listen for it. And some of us, we're used to hearing the Lord's voice say certain things, but then there are other things that we haven't, it hasn't even occurred to us maybe, that he wants to speak about. And as we go through, I want to challenge us. Are we listening in all these different kinds of ways? Because the Lord wants to give us direction for our lives. Jesus doesn't just say, okay, now you've given your life to me and you're a Christian. Off you go, you know, do life how you want. (laughs) You know, do what you want. Pursue your own dreams. Follow your own pathway. That's fine. I'll just stand back and watch and see what you do. (laughs) No, the Lord's got some thoughts for our lives. Did you know that? He's got some direction to give us. He wants to steer us into the things that he wants us to do. And as his followers, we need to be people who are willing to listen to him about the direction of our lives. We need to submit our ideas about our education path, about our training um, courses that we could do, about our careers, about our jobs, about the way that we're going to spend our time. We need to Lay those things before the Lord. Now, very often, perhaps, the Lord will say to us, yep, you're totally on the right track. The things that are in your heart to do, that's what I want you to do. Very often that might be the case, but there'll also be times when we lay it before him and the Lord says, you know what? You think you're going down this pathway for your life, but I've got something else for you. I've got something different. And you know, some of the greatest heroes of the faith over the centuries have been people who everybody thought their life was gearing in one direction and suddenly the Lord said you know what I want you to take a different pathway an unexpected pathway a pathway that doesn't look like it makes much sense for you perhaps I know someone who was um, quite influential for me in my life and my faith when I was a young person um, growing up 
um, she found that the Lord totally redirected her life. She had, she had this amazing opening of a, an offer, a place at university, in Cambridge University, and uh, she was going to study, and she was a high flyer. She was the top of her field um, in those ways, and she started that course, but, you know, halfway through the first year of that course, she felt the Lord speak to her and say, actually, I don't want you to pursue this course of training. I want you to do something else, and he gave her a very specific kind of ministry. He spoke to her about it, what he wanted her to do, and she didn't need that degree to do that. So she upped and she left. She defied a lot of people's expectations around her. And it was a tough thing to do. She laid down the things that looked very much her, but she followed what the Lord gave her to do. And as such, she was a great inspiration to many people because she prayed for people, prayed for young people and children like myself and led out in all kinds of other ways. But the Lord sometimes will do that. He'll redirect us. I was thinking about Keith Green, one of another hero that I enjoy reading about from his life, a singer-songwriter from the 70s and 80s. You know, Keith Green, he was all set when he was a child. He was an extraordinarily talented child in terms of musicianship. And when he was a child, you know, the, the, the American press at the time was saying that he was the kind of the white Michael Jackson that's what they were saying, because he was contemporary with the Jackson Five and, um, and was also being schooled in the same kind of way as a sort of a bit of a child musical prodigy. And that was the direction of his life that he thought he was going to go in. He was going to be famous. He was going to be kind of singer. He was going to make his career that way. But when the Lord got hold of his life, when he gave his life over into Jesus' hands, the Lord told Keith, you know, I don't want you to make your money from your music even though you are more than capable of doing so, and it would make so much sense and be so obvious to do so. I don't want you to take money for your music in that way. I don't want it to become your career. And instead, he laid it down and began to be a preacher and singer of the gospel. For others, the Lord will direct our pathways, but we need to be willing to listen, don't we? And to keep submitting our plans. It's not wrong to have plans in our hearts about what we're going to do with our lives, But the Lord wants us to lay them before him so he can speak in and we can hear his voice. The Lord also might want to speak about the leading on the journey, the footsteps along the way, not just giving us a direction, you know, Andy, you're going to be a plumber for Jesus or whatever. It could be, couldn't it? It's not a word from the Lord. Um, That's a broad direction, isn't it? That we sort of see ahead of us. Okay, I've got direction for my life. I kind of know where I'm going with the Lord. But not only that, the Lord wants to help us in the step by step by step by step to get there. The leading and guiding along the way. He goes ahead of them, it says, of the sheep. So Jesus is walking a few footsteps ahead of this flock and they are finding their way in and out of the brambles, up and down over the rough terrain, into the difficult spots across the river at this particular point because you won't get swept away. The actual day-by-day footsteps along the way. The Lord wants to speak in and we can hear his voice to navigate the journey, to help us. We can follow our shepherd through some really rough terrain. 
at times. But he will help us to keep our feet sure. And we can follow our shepherd through some really stormy weather at times on those hillsides to find the best pastures, to find the best place to graze or to rest. We can follow him and trust him if we're looking to listen to his voice saying, this way, now that way. Take this step, then that step. And you know, for some of us, we find it so much easier to hear God's direction in the inspirational way, the kind of way where you lift your head up and you have a vision ahead of you. You know, I'm going to see 50,000 churches planted by the year 2026 or whatever. We see that vision, we can go for it, but it feels different listening for the the clarity of that voice when actually our heads are down because we're in a wilderness setting somewhere. We're in some difficult terrain where we're not sure if when we put our feet down, we're going to suddenly collapse or, or fall over this way or stumble over that way. Just like Jesus himself, as he was driven out, it says, into the wilderness by the Spirit after his baptism. And then it says in Luke that Jesus was led around in the wilderness by the Spirit. Led around. It must have been circuitous paths that he was taking. He didn't know which way he was going. It was hot. It was dry. It was thirsty. It was hungry. He was hungry and it was a difficult time and his head was down. But still in the midst of that place, he could hear his father's voice. And so can we, so that we don't get our footsteps going the wrong way, so that we don't stray off into that section of the desert that we were never meant to get into in the first place. The Holy Spirit will lead us and guide us step by step by step. When we can't see the bigger picture ahead anymore, when we've lost sight of that vision because we're so discouraged and tired, we can't even see how we'd ever get there, we can still, in this place, Hear the shepherd's voice just going ahead of us. Just put your foot down here. Just put your foot down there. No, you can't see what direction we're going in. You're right. No, you don't know how this fits into the bigger journey. But just listen. Take this step. Just listen. Take that step. Just listen. I've got your journey and your destiny in my hands. And some of us, when we lose sight of the bigger vision need to get listening again. Lord, do you want to speak to me just about the very next little step? About what I do tomorrow or the next day? The Lord wants to speak into those things. You know, I was thinking about Elijah on the mountain in a very difficult place, feeling far from the Lord. And it says there was a great earthquake raging There was a wind that was blowing. There was a fire that was raging. But he waited to hear the still small voice of the Lord speaking to him. And the thing is that when we're in difficult places in our lives, if we rage and react with all the storms and the buffeting and the blowing and the cracking and the shaking that's going on around us, if we just rage and react together with that, if we go out into the midst of all of that and start shouting, why, 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 why is it like this? Why is it like that? Sometimes we are so loud and noisy that we don't hear the still small voice of the Lord getting us back into the place where we need to be. 
Some of us need to learn in all the raging, in all the pressure of the wilderness, in all the raging on the mountain. We just need to listen. And the Lord will speak. He will show us what we need to do. But there's more ways the Lord wants to speak. Verse 9 says that he's going to guide his sheep on how to go in and out and how to find pasture. In and out and find pasture. There's a kind of rhythm of life being described. If you think about the sheep, they spend some time in the pen (laughs) and then they spend some time out on the hillsides and they need to be led by the shepherd when it's time to be in and when it's time to be out. The kind of rhythm of life of being in the flock amongst God's people in that place of safety and security. I hope and I trust and I pray that it is that kind of a place. But then there are times when all of us need to get out into the world, don't we? And live for Jesus out there amongst the brambles and, and the storms and the, and the wild animals that might be out there. We're going to need to find the right rhythm of in and out. Jesus wants to show us when we should be out there and when we should be in here. Not just about going to meetings as such, it might be about that. But it's about how much of our time and our energy is invested amongst God's people and then how much of it is invested in shining and living for the Lord in the world and amongst those who don't yet know him. And you know, for different ones of us, we will struggle with that balance in different ways. There are some of us who spend so much time out in the world and we don't really feel very comfortable in the flock and we struggle to get there we struggle to prioritize it we struggle to make the time to invest where God's people are and then there are others of us who love it in this space and love it in the flock and want to invest here all of the time but you know when it comes to getting out into the world we feel overwhelmed and we're not ready to do it I remember somebody years and years ago, not in this congregation, in another one, when we were planning a weekend away. And uh, we were encouraging all the members of the congregation to come on the weekend away together. And this person said, why on earth would I want to spend a whole weekend with these people? She was like, Sunday morning is long enough. (laughs) I don't need any more time. And she was half joking, but it was also, it was very sad. And and we started to try and talk to her about, you know, what is it? She didn't want to spend time really with the flock because in some way they kind of annoyed her and irritated and aggravated all kinds of uh, sensibilities that she had inside. And we were saying, but you know what? Every single believer needs time in the flock. It's good for us. (laughs) It's not only strengthening and life-giving to be part of the body, but it is also shaping and moulding and helping us become who we're really meant to be. Got to allow the body to do its work on us. And we all know the analogy that Paul gives of, you know, if you take a member of the body out of the body, it's not going to survive too long, is it? It's going to be dead. We need it and we need to recognise it, even when it's hard. And it can be hard. 
But equally, we need to be able to be released and pushed out into the world to release all of the good stuff that we've been soaking in, in those flock times. You know, maybe some of us, we sit and we get saturated and saturated and saturated with all kinds of amazing teaching and amazing worship times and amazing people who are just so full of love and kindness and goodness and grace and hopefully, and we spend all that time soaking in that, but we're getting kind of bloated with it. (laughs) And actually the Lord wants to come and give us a good squeeze out there into the world. Let it release, let it flow. So that we're like those, uh, those four lepers. You remember those lepers in the book of Kings who discovered a whole feast in the enemy's camp that had been deserted. And they start to feed themselves, you know, because they're hungry and they're starving and they're enjoying this. But then suddenly they remember, oh, the rest of Israel out there, they don't know about this. We're holding on to the good news and we're just hanging on to it for ourselves and we haven't given it away. And God prompts them to go and tell their friends to come and enjoy the feast with them. Some of us need to be pushed out to go and encourage our friends to enjoy the feast with us, to bring us in. And and we need the Lord to show us the balance. And that's what I want to say to us. Uh, Have we listened to the Lord recently for the balance of our diaries? For the meetings that we're prioritising or the gatherings that we're prioritising or the people that we're prioritising? Have we actually asked the Lord? I remember a young couple um, many years ago who were newly married and also newly graduated from university. And uh, they were part of our congregation, but every weekend they were off somewhere visiting friends because all their friends they'd graduated with had all gone off to live in different parts of the country. So every weekend they were visiting another one, meeting up with another one, having a get together with another group over here. And they were never around in the body life Sunday by Sunday. And and their, their gifts were starting to shrink and they were not able to function and do and live in the life that God was putting inside of them. They were not doing that. And I, a pastor came alongside and said to them one day, you need to ask the Lord how many weekends away you should do in a month. You know, it sounds very silly in a way, doesn't it? But they just hadn't been asking. They wanted to grow and use their gifts and they couldn't work out why they didn't really ever feel connected to this church that they were part of. But They were too busy away. We need to sometimes ask the Lord, show me, Lord, have I got the balance right? Am I where you want me to be in the rhythm of my life? Just a couple more things before we close. The Lord wants to keep us safe from the wolf. And sometimes the words that he speaks to us, if we're listening properly, will be words that help us not to get taken over by the wolf. The shepherd of the flock will be able to see the wolf coming from a distance and instruct the sheep how he wants them to respond. And there might be all kinds of ways that the sheep respond to a a wolf coming into their midst. And some will be safe ways and others will not. But we need to listen to our shepherd, don't we? Sometimes the shepherd might say, run. Sometimes he might say, stay absolutely still where you are. Sometimes he might say, huddle together, sheep. Get into a big pack. Sometimes he might say, hide. Sometimes he might say, simply come nearer to me. Come close, come close, come close. 
But the Lord Jesus wants to teach us how to avoid the enemy and his strategies and plans. We're told the enemy's always prowling around looking for opportunities. That shouldn't make us fearful if we're those that listen to shepherd because he has absolutely got all the power and equipment that is needed to deal with that wolf and he will deal with him in the right way and he will help us to be guided just like Michelle's testimony earlier where she had that dream about the bus and the guidance of the Lord saying I'm going to help you if you listen to avoid those difficult situations, those destructive situations. We need to listen because the Lord wants to give us warnings. I remember a time in my life when I was kind of heading down a wrong track, really. And uh, I remember I was going to meet some friends and I was kind of praying and thinking about this pathway that I was on. And I was thinking, I don't really think this is what you want me to be doing, Lord, but I'm sort of, I'm, I'm here now and this is what I'm doing. And I remember I was going to meet some friends and I was late. I was running late. And I ended up going down a road I thought would be a shortcut to get me to where the meeting point was. And as I went down it, it was dawning on me that this road was actually a complete dead end and there was no way to get through at the other end. And I was already late. And I remember this sort of sudden sinking feeling I had inside, you know, when you're already a bit stressed about being late. And I was like, oh, it's a dead end road. I can't, now I have to turn around and go back and go back all the way around this even longer route now. And that feeling inside, suddenly as I felt it, the Lord spoke into it and he said, this is exactly how you're going to feel if you keep going down this track in your life. You know, you can decide now, Debbie, to turn around or if you want, you can keep going until you hit your face on the dead end. But one way or other, you're going back. So deal with it. (laughs) That's what I felt the Lord was saying. But it was so powerful. It was such a helpful moment because I knew the Lord was saying, I want to save you from a much more dismayed feeling down the end of this than you've got right now. And I was able, with the Lord's help, to turn around and do things differently. But sometimes we need to let the Lord speak in those ways, don't we? To warn us where the enemy is taking us off course or seeking to take us out altogether. And finally, the last one. Jesus wants to speak and say, I've got other sheep which are not of this fold. And sometimes the voice that he's bringing into our lives is a voice that is telling us, carry my heart for this person. The Lord's looking around your life. Did you know he's looking at you guys? He knows the people in your orbit. He knows your friends and neighbours. He knows your family members who don't yet know him. And there are certain ones he's saying, I really am after that one for my sheep. And he wants to tell you about it so that you can help him usher them into that fold. He wants to share his heart with you for the other sheep that are not yet in. He wants to give you prayer life for those people who don't yet know him. He wants to give you the opportunities to share your life and your faith with them. He wants to show you how to invite them to just the right thing where they're going to hear the gospel and give their lives to the Lord or whatever it might be. There are sheep around, potential sheep around your life right now that the shepherd might want to speak to you about. 
It won't be everybody because we can't all sort everybody out. But the Lord wants to say to you, there's a sheep here that I want in my fold. You can help me (laughs) carry his heart for others. So I think we should close at this point and just reflect for a moment or two on the voices, on the different ways the voice of the Lord might want to speak. So let's just be quiet for a moment and let's just think back over those different ways of speaking. And I, I want you just to think about your own life with him and ask him, Lord, are there some things that I just haven't really listened to you about at all? Are there some things I'm not expecting you to speak into at all? Some of us, we need to hear the voice of the Lord more personally. Not just out there for the world, but for you. Some of us need some direction. Even a change of direction. Over where our lives are based and what we're investing in. And you want to speak about that, Lord. Some of us are in the midst of a difficult part of the journey. And we need to hear the Lord just for the next step. And maybe we've got so discouraged we just think we can't hear him. But he wants to speak into your next step. Some of us, the Lord is trying to prompt and warn about the wolf and his activity. He wants us to take heed of those warnings. And we kind of know it, but maybe we've dismissed it. And the Lord is wanting to speak, to keep us safe, to keep us with him. Some of us, the Lord has got somebody else he wants to speak to you about, to put on your heart, to love and to pray for and to reach out to. But we've not even thought about it recently. And some of us, the Lord wants to challenge us over the rhythm of our life the balance of what we're doing with our time where we're spending it so Lord I want to thank you that your promise is we can hear your voice and I want to pray Lord for anyone here in the congregation today that kind of feels we can't hear your voice. It's all cluttered up with other things in our hearts and our minds. Lord, in Jesus' name, I pray you would unblock those spiritual ears and you'd give us faith and trust that you will show us one way or another 
you will show us what you are wanting to say because it matters what you have to say. And I pray, Lord, that we would grow in faith again, that we can hear. Lord, I pray we will explore different ways of listening. I pray that we will be quiet before you. I pray that we will look deeper into your word, expecting to hear you speak through that. I pray that we will consider the pictures and visions that form in our minds. I pray, Lord, that you will help us to grow in different ways of listening. But Lord, most importantly, that we will hear what you're wanting to communicate to us and that you will continue to lead us, Lord. We want to be your flock and we want to stay together in you and we want to get to the places that you want to take us. So help us, Lord, to be a listening people and let your voice ring out in our hearts. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let your living word abide in me so richly as I abide in you. Let your living